1: And this edition of the A-List Podcast is brought to you by BetUS.com. Welcome to another edition of the A-List Podcast. We're going to call this the Kelly Olenek edition, with this being episode number 41. Shout out to my boy K.O. in Detroit Detroit. basketball. (laughs) My dude, good guy. Love Kelly Olenek. And, and, And also, I love that as we get to the start of training campus right around the corner. You're starting to see guys kind of flex their muscles a little bit, show the hard show the work they put into the gym. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked about Jason Tatum and how he's kind of really been flexing his muscle, looking yeah. like a completely different dude. And then you've got Kevin Durant. And let's take a look at these two guys and just – now, I got to be real with you now. Is this the battle for the Eastern Conference? I mean <laughs> – when I look at, at at Tatum, I feel as though there's a lot of realism to that. I don't think because when I look at because right now Tatum is in a position where your muscles are about as flex as they're gonna activated. be. So, yeah. so you so you can you can kind of see that Tatum looks like that in that in this pose, but mm-hmm. probably once he drops that weight, he's gonna look more relaxed.
0: Slim, which he was at his golf tournament this week and he looks slim but mm-hmm. muscular. So that photo right. is definitely a catfish, in my opinion.
1: Right. Now <laughs> now the durant one kevin durant is looking like he was photoshopped for shimmy Ogilvy <laughs> with the <him laughs> muscles cuz that's, that's that's how shimmy that's how Shemmy, no. Shemmy looks when he's in a relaxed state physically. Oh and when, you, when you're when you holding a ball like that, that's where you are. So yeah, I'm definitely. not quite ready to put my chips down and say Kevin Durant looks like that. He may be stronger. He may be more physically built and all that, but that ain't <laughs> Kevin. The Kevin the Durant that you see in front of you now, for the, those yeah. who are watching us on YouTube, that ain't gonna be the dude that's gonna drop 30 and some change every night in Brooklyn. <laughs> Absolutely Don't see it
0: happening. No, I think when you look at the off season pictures, everyone's about the gram, especially during the off season. So these photos are, I say catfish, thirst trap, whatever you want them to be, because they're literally flexing their muscles on the show that they've been working out. We know that they've been working out, but if it didn't happen on Instagram, that apparently it didn't happen at all.
1: And I, I can't be mad at either one of them for doing that because one of the knocks against both of those guys for as long as they've been in the NBA is that you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. Yeah. You're not this, that, and the other, even though they both still go out there and hit you with 25, you know, and there's not a drop of sweat on their body when they do that. Uh right. so like, was, Are you sure you
0: I, want them to get more, be, be built bigger on the floor see, and attack players?
1: <laughs> now with, now with Tatum, I could see wanting him to get a little bit stronger because one of the things yeah, he, he does not do as, yeah, he, well, first of all, he's still, his body is still physically developing. He's still a young, mm-hmm. he's not even 25 yet. Durant, right? Exactly. He's only 19. <laughs> he's been 19 for like the last four years. Right. Crazy. Durant, Durant ain't been 19 in about 30 years, Uh, the, the way he balls. But the, the thing about Kevin Durant is, I, he's so far down the road and he's so damn good at what he does right now. Mm-hmm. I don't see all a whole lot of benefit to him bulking up at this point in his career. Yeah. It's not like he needs to find other ways to score. The, he's pretty much got the cheat code on how to get buckets in the NBA. So it really doesn't matter where he's at physically. I think maybe one thing that I've I, I certainly just talked to some folks in the league and some scouts they have talked about was how Kevin, their understanding is that he just wants to be more durable, wants to make sure that he's physically up to task to go the long haul because this team is it's win a title or bust in Brooklyn uh it's, it's that cut dry and he's a big part of that obviously and the way that team is constructed you never know if James Harden and Kyrie Irving are going to miss some games whether it's injury illness sickness whatever what have you Durant my understanding is doing everything he can do to make sure that his ass is ready to ball out all 82 if it comes to that so That's
0: a really good point, because to, to what you mentioned with Tatum, when he came into the league, he was a little, like I mentioned, a little smaller, and people said he had to build up his muscle just so that he can withstand being on the floor against these bigger defenders. With KD, with, I think with time in the league comes the fact that a lot of people aren't even going to defend you as much because you're a KD or a LeBron. So it's not like he needed the muscle to really intimidate anyone. It's right. more so, as you mentioned, of staying healthy as you get older in a league like this where your body is where it worn out and torn out, then he just needs to make sure that he can withstand the entire season, which it looks like he's ready for.
1: <laughs> right. Tatum, I'm absolutely feeling. Yeah. Durant, I just don't feel that you what we're seeing is, is the real Kevin Durant. But I tell you what is real. <laughs> uh the Boston Celtics and their new head coach, Ime Udoka. Now, we it, it's to me, it's it's funny how like whenever a coach comes on the scene people are usually at one extreme or the other they're either hyping this guy up to be the greatest thing since john wooden or they're just giving him no love at all thinking he's just somebody that they're just throwing out there yeah. and i feel udoka is going to be somewhere in the middle there uh, i just think back to when brad stevens uh first took over and how oh my god the, the boy wonder is going to do great things yeah. and he did some good things but it, to me when i think about brad stevens i think about like whether it's your child whether it's your niece your nephew when they make that first meal and it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and everyone is like damn this is the best peanut butter and jelly right. sandwich i've ever mm-hmm. had now that five-year-old 20 years later as a 25 year old invites you to lunch and they make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it ain't the same. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there, there, they haven't stepped it up the way you would want them to. And, I, you know, Brad Stevens, to some degree, got caught in that. Even though he was doing a lot of the things early on in his career that he did near the very end, it wasn't more that people expected. And I just wonder how they're going to treat Udoka. How are they going to handle his ups and downs? Because they're going to be ups and downs this first year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on how you think his, his first season uh, – is going to go is it going to be a a long extended honeymoon or is it going to be like you know divorce court in a minute
0: well i will say from a boston sports media standpoint even though that should not be the determining factor of
1: but you about to put that in the mix i can see that right now
0: you know it's a very relevant aspect when it comes to coaches that come to a city like boston so unfortunately i think for him his first season every single game is going to get picked apart unfortunately I think for him, it would be to his benefit if he's winning for a good stretch at the beginning of the season, and eventually that talk will die down, especially because they still have all the Patriots things that they're going to want to talk about. And if if anything happens where it takes enough focus off of the Patriots, that's when you know it's bad here in Boston. But overall, I think he's going to have a good season. I, I'm not predicting whether or not you know he's going to have a winning season, but I think the way that we've talked about the respect that players have for him, the front office really showing that trust in him to take over the franchise right now. He's He knows he has a standard to uphold, so I doubt that he's obviously not going to come into the job slacking, but he does seem motivated enough, and the players seem as though they respect him enough where after they figure out some kinks at the beginning, which I'm, which every new season you're going to have that, I think it will be a pretty interesting season to watch, and hopefully for him a successful one, but I don't think it will be a bust.
1: Well, I, I think he's going to come under a different kind of pressure than Brad Stevens did. Yeah. And there are going to be a lot of factors that come into that. But to me, the biggest factor is this. He inherited a team that has two all-stars mm-hmm. who are very young. And mm-hmm. when you look at coaches who you know take over their first time being a head coach, you'd be lucky to get one all-star right. in the conversation yeah. player. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to have to really hit the ground running to kind of keep, you know, that, that heavy criticism off the, because that will be what a lot of folks will focus on is like, dude, you got two all-stars. How could you not be in the top five, top six in the yeah. East, which then
0: I, I'll,
1: I do. If, I'll have to remind folks. You do realize that there was a coach who coached him for several years. Who had those same two all stars? Actually, had more than just those two all stars. Right, and they were and they were like sixth, seventh in the East. So let's just keep all this in perspective and and understand what he's inheriting. Uh, but but there's no question that he's got some talent to work with. And, and as a head coach, first time head coach, that's what you want. You you don't want to have to be you know picking up weeds uh when everyone else is just mowing this nice Clubs. neatly cut grass and you in the back just picking up weeds thinking like damn I sure be glad when I can cut my grass and it can look like <laughs> their grass instead of picking up all these damn weeds he doesn't have that now he's got now he's got some talent issues but he also has some talent positives when i talking about Jalen Brown and, and and Tatum and speaking of Jalen Brown uh, good friend Mark Spears had a chance to catch up with Jalen out in the West coast when he was working out there. Mm-hmm. And also had, I just earlier this summer in Vegas saw Jalen also doing some workout with the, uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, summer league team and he looked good. I mean, bro, he, I I know that he's had a lot of time off dealing with that, that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing about Jalen is man, that brother come ready to ball every day and comes always. motivated and always finds ways to be motivated. And you better believe that all that chatter about Man, if the Celtics want to get Bradley Beal, they're gonna to have to get rid of Jalen. Right. Jalen, Jalen ears is like, keep it coming. All right. Keep it coming. <laughs> he wants that. And I, I think he's gonna have a great season. Uh and it, and it looks like he may very well be able to do some things sooner rather than later with the Celtics, which is a positive. Uh, what, what do you what do you think it's gonna look like for Jalen when he gets back out there? Like
0: you, I'm excited to see him bounce back from that May surgery. Obviously, when fans saw the release that he was going to be out, they were freaked out. But mm-hmm. the clips that we've been able to see of him practicing, I actually saw a clip on someone's Instagram story yesterday. He was working out with Ben Simmons and Nerlens Noel. So that was pretty interesting to see that he really is back into that NBA uh, speed, I think, when you talk about practices. Because a lot of times they'll be practicing against random other people. But to see him playing against other NBA players, I think says a lot to the level of how much he's recovered and I'm excited to see him play. We've always his you know now that he's finally been able to get his all-star like under his belt, I think he's going to come back even more motivated that he proved himself in that way, but he you know he's always saying he has more to prove. So, what do you have for us this year? <laughs>
1: Exactly. Well, well. Since, since you brought the name up, because we're gonna, we have got to talk about Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, that's my I it. <laughs> my good. Let's just let's just get that out the way right now. Um, now uh, Woj had a story the other day about Ben Simmons. A very similar story that Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer had about a month ago about mm-hmm. how Ben Simmons was not going to report mm-hmm. uh, to, to training camp, which is no surprise when you look at just how things have steadily digressed uh, between him and the Sixers. And I got some, I, I, I'm in my feelings big time on this one, but I want to see where your feelings are on this really? one. Really? are in your feelings? I, I I, I got some very, I want to hear what you guys say about Ben, because I, I, I know where I'm at. Okay. Well,
0: first of all, I listened to Doc Rivers do what I'm essentially seeing as a PR crisis for the, Sixers organization and please don't contract. go. I never said that. I was mis. I understand when players and coaches feel as though their words were misrepresented, and whether or not he thinks that's true, clearly Ben Simmons disagrees with that. And after him and Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid basically threw him under the bus. I don't blame him for not wanting to play for that organization ever again. So right now, the ball is in him and Rich Paul's court. And he can go wherever he wants because clearly they are checked out. So I mean, I don't really see anything else Philly could do to convince him to want to go back and play in Philly. There's nothing that he could do; they could do to get him there.
1: Well, let me let me be clear on this, um, and I, and I, I I want people to understand. I don't like the way philly has handled this situation i don't like it at all i think whenever you throw a player under the bus you are automatically devaluing him if you're looking to trade him no one wants to add a player that that other team doesn't want you want to add you you because that because if that's the case you're going to give them a less than desirable offer which is exactly what everyone is doing right now that's the backdrop front and sit on front street ben simmons needs to go Ben Simmons is being a punk about this, and I'm going to tell you why. The only reason we're even having this conversation is because you punked out in the playoffs. You had a dunk, a layup. That moment in time, just—it frankly, it summed up your entire career. You have everything in front of you to be one of the all-time greats, and you are too damn scared to be that dude. You're too damn scared that you might get fouled. You're too afraid that, that, oh, my goodness, I I can't shoot a jumper because I might miss. Hell, yeah, you're going to miss, but guess what? Ray Allen is one of the greatest shooters ever, and he misses more threes than he made. And he's one of the all-time greats. So the fear factor that Ben Simmons brings to the game is why, to me, he's been a punk about this. Yeah. The only reason Philly is even contemplating moving you is because of you. They have done everything they can to put you in position to be the best player for you, for the team, for the organization. And all you've done is basically flashed them the middle finger while you while they while you wide open for like a 15 20 foot jump shot and looking to attack the rim which you're very good at yeah. but you you know as you as well as I do that when you have one skill over time father time is going to slowly but surely chip away at that skill mm-hmm. lebron james was so good at finishing at the rim but he realized I need to get a jump shot okay i need to make free throws i need to get a three point shot i i need to do i need to work on my post game that's what the great ones do Ben Simmons is a good NBA player. I'm not going to give him the great label because unlike all the greats that I've seen and I've worked with and I've covered regularly, the greats want to be great. They want to be more than just one or two dimensions. They want to be a multifaceted, multi-skilled player. Ben Simmons ain't trying to be that. He's not trying to be that. And that to me is why. Take your ass somewhere else. If I'm Philly, I know Philly has to do their due diligence and try to get the best deal they can. And I get that. And so when Doc Rivers is kind of going in Deion Sanders mode, backpedaling, yeah. covering, covering all of yeah, you know, as much of the field as he can. I get that, and I, I respect that, and understand why that's happening. But there's a part of them, and they're never going to admit this probably But there has to be a part of them and say, you know, we need to get rid of this dude because he is not about getting better. And when you're that young and you're that skilled and you have a clear and undeniable weakness. And you don't want to work at that. And when I say work at it, I'm not talking about, well, having somebody shoot a 10 second video with you shooting threes with Rondo. Right. That ain't working at it. Working right. at it is actually taking those shots in games when you're up by 10 mm-hmm. or taking those. I, I, to me, it doesn't matter when you take the shots, but just take them in games that actually count. Do them when it when there's something of of so when there's something at stake, and Ben Simmons is not trying to be that dude, and I'm not trying—if I'm the Sixers, I'm not trying to keep him around. I don't want him around. He's not going to help us win a championship because he has shown zero growth when it comes to making plays that matter. And to me, when you have a potential dunk in a game seven right in front of the rim and you pass it to a first, second year player because you're afraid to get fouled, and I'm not—I'm not. Those aren't words that I'm—I'm I'm, I'm taking out of context. You said that. He literally said that after the game, that he thought he would get fouled, and, and that's why he passed it. Dude, you do realize if you get fouled, that's two free throws. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot. You're afraid to take free throws too. That's right. Get out of here, man. That's
0: Along those lines, my frustration with him is that mental aspect of him choking so much during the game. And it's to a point where it's like, is he seeking some kind of sports? So, like, I know they have sports psychologists and – people that can help them work through stuff like that. I, I don't know what's going on with him. And I think, honestly, part of it maybe is the fact that he was supposed to be this godsend child to Philly and it got to his head too early to the point where, like you mentioned, where's, is there any motivation? Do you Do you want to be great? If you want to be great, why aren't you proving that? You've had enough time to prove it in Philly. Now he's going to move on. But the next city he goes to, you're going to have to do something. You're, you can't just sit around and think you're going to make it in the league by not trying harder. Whatever that means for him, whether it's physically, mentally, he something needs to change. And I'm sure that Rich Paul understands as a representative of him that they're going to have to sell him on whatever city is willing to pick up that contract as well.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, and I, I yeah, I, I think Rich Paul is going to have to do some, some which serious legwork, yeah. which, which Rich is good at. I mean, he, yeah. to give him credit; he, he's very good at that. He's going to have to convince a team to give up very specific assets mm. that are going to be appealing to Philly, and right. that's going to be a hard sell. That's going to be a hard sell because teams are reluctant to give up young promising on the rise Mm -hmm. assets for a guy who's very talented but a guy who hasn't shown a willingness to get better at what they're weak at and that's the problem so many teams and so many executives that i've spoken with over the last two three months have pointed out about ben it's no one questions his talent no one questions his ability it's about whether he wants to get better and that is a major question mark that every team that has the slightest bit of interest in him including the celtics have that's why if for for the way I've seen this, and the way that this is presented to me, his value is going to steadily decline unless they find that one team that's saying, "We don't care what everyone else is saying. We love this kid. We're going to give. We're going to do what we can do to get him." Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, someone like the Sacramento Kings or the LA Clippers or the Lakers or someone yeah. that has ownership that isn't afraid to roll the dice. I, when I, I think of Steve Ballmer with the Clippers. He's one of the first guys that comes to mind. I think of Mark Cuban in Dallas. Another one that comes to mind folks who are in positions of power who have shown a willingness to roll the dice uh when they think that there's tremendous upside and potential with while ignoring some of the red flags that might be popping up left and right they don't care about that um uh, but Ben Simmons he he he's an interesting intriguing uh enigma of a player to be to be candid with you uh I'm just glad that um he's not my teammate um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that I got teammates like BetUS.com. Yeah. Uh, listen up, sports betters. This is Ace Rob Blakely here to tell you about my favorite sports book, and that's BetUS. Football is back, and it's time to get in on the action, quantity. I only endorse one sports book, and that is BetUS.com. And why do you ask? Because they have been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a co- sportsbook with integrity longevity all that fun stuff they, they've got everything you want mma golf horse esports all kinds of crazy prop bets been there done that they got it all and they'll walk you through how to set up your account uh nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than bet us join now and check out their offers and you can get up to 200 percent. yes up to 200 percent in bonuses on your first deposit nobody nobody no no nobody beats that certainly ben simmons ain't gonna beat that uh I bet at BetUS and so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. And don't forget to enter BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. That's BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. BetUS.com, where the games begin. And where the games begin for the Celtics, we got a little time for that. We're going to focus on training camp that's what we yeah. need to be focusing on uh that's
0: um, what's really almost back
1: I know it's awesome it's all and when you speak about coming back honey Papa's back
0: yes. big, Al, big yeah. Al is
1: back in the building when I talk to folks about Al I get very mixed responses really um, there, there's there seems, there, there seems to be uh and a lot of it is is due to, to Robert Williams uh, a okay. lot of it has to do with Robert Williams. But I, I'm just – I think Al's going to have a solid season for the Celtics. What, what, what are you seeing?
0: He's healthy. He's motivated. I, I understand, like, when he went to Philly, there was so much trash talk about his game. Loved and it. how they thought, yeah, he's old and all that. But honestly, I really do think that he's going to come back to Boston and really show out. He's always been that humble, quiet – he doesn't answer to the haters in that sense – But I know he somehow hears the chatter. And I think the way that we know him as this blue collar, go to work and just play the game is what we're going to see this season. And I've mentioned you, we've talked about off the floor, how much of an influence he is in that locker room and how much of an influence he was in the locker room when he was in Boston. So for that culture, I think, to be reinstated into Boston, along with whatever Ime Doka is going to bring to the table as well, I think the leadership – when you look at this Celtic squad is really what's gonna be what stand, makes them stand out from the other teams, especially in the East, because they all seem to just be level headed. And that's what this team needs. I think in the NBA you need that overall. You know what kind of nonsense goes on off the court. And to have mm-hmm. people that are just really level headed, I think that's the biggest thing that Al Horford's gonna bring to the table. And I understand people wanting to see more Rob Williams time, but I think this is a perfect opportunity for Rob to see how Al moves as well. And really soak up that knowledge, whether on and off the floor, just to see like how you present yourself in the NBA. And I think it won't be a bad thing for Rob Williams. And I imagine that he's still going to get more minutes than we've seen in the past, even if it's not as much as fans would like to see.
1: Well, this is what I first of all, Robert Williams better play more than Al this year. If Al is playing more than Robert Williams, something went wrong. Something definitely went wrong. But I, I think the, the thing that there's a couple things that Al does. He he is actually the perfect bridge for this new look Celtics team and this new coach having worked with Udoka in Philly. He understands yeah. him better than anyone, any of the players on his team. He literally was there with him on a day in day out basis. So there's that component. And when you look at the core guys on the Celtics team, all of them played with Al. Um, all of them understand his leadership and how important that is. And they know what it's like to not have, Al around. And so I I think for him, his greatest contributions are not going to be in a statue. It's going to be how does Rob Williams handle himself in heated, contested moments? Is he going to be clutch and play with composure or is he going to crumble? Uh, How is Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum going to elevate their leadership? uh, uh, You know, quotient. Both of those guys are extremely talented, but they're young and young guys are not just natural-born leaders because leadership requires you to have some receipts when you walk in the building. And even though both of those guys are all-stars, they're still relatively young and still building up their brand, building up their game, building the foundation for which they plan to be uh, players in this league for a really long time. And they're off to a great start. But having someone like Al Horford back in the mix can, I think, only further speed up that process. And the one thing about Al, and we know this from being around him, is Al ain't tripping. Al is not trying to be that dude. It's like you don't need to 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 put Al on a pedestal. Al doesn't need a million and one touches. Al just wants to play the game. He's at that point in his career where he's like, "Look, I've been an All Star four or five times. I got right. more money. I'm married to a beauty queen. I mean, what? My life is good. I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be flexing on these young boys to let them know that I got game. And I respect right. the hell out of that about Al Horford. And so, to me. I understand why Brad wanted to bring him back. And if you were going to find a home for Kimba Walker to move him to, you knew Oklahoma City would would, would do this deal. And you knew what you were getting back in return. And that's one of the other things about this, having Al back is – Whenever you make a trade, there's always this element of uncertainty, except when you're trading for someone that you've already coached, that you've already been around, that you know them not only in terms of what they do on the court, but also their character off the court. And that, again, I'm I'm a big fan of Al Horford. I've always been a big fan of his going all the way back to when he was in Michigan, um, when he was in high school. And I got a chance to see him play, play a few times when I was covering the Pistons. And I again, to see where he was then and just look at his just steady growth, winning two national championships at Florida, uh, leading an Atlanta Hawks team that was just god awful before he got there to being a playoff team every single year he was there. It's, it's, he's, a, he's a unique talent, uh, a player that, again, I, now are we talking Hall of Fame? Probably not. But we're certainly talking about a guy who has been a very, very good uh, player, veteran, leader, teammate for a long, long time and speaking of long long time can we get robert williams on the court for a long long time like without an injury because to me that that's that's the only thing that i see keeping him from being an all-star because i do believe rob williams will be in the all-star conversation not only because of his talent but also because just the lack of centers in the eastern conference as well but can the brother stay healthy can the brother stay healthy that is the question <laughs> I don't have the answer. <laughs> Damn it, Quinty, I come to you for the answer in your know, sage I words.
0: I would hope that he does, because to your point, when we see him on the floor, he has that hustle. He's grabbing boards; like you see the fire in his eyes. Mm-hmm. But you just need him to be, like you said, healthy enough. So we can see a consistency and see if it's if it's just a one-hit wonder type of thing when he goes on. He happens to be good, or can he keep up? for a full game
1: <laughs> well well, now he's got that that multi-generational chip, chips in his pocket and that yeah. it I the contract that he signed with the Celtics is a good one for him it's a good one for the Celtics when you think of the injuries and and, and things of that nature it works out well for both sides yeah but if you're Rob Williams you got to be thinking if I play up to the level that I'm capable of they gotta steal with this deal yeah and so at that point you got to be thinking if I can turn this steal. Into a deal down the road, I need to stay money, yeah. I need, I need, to, I need to be that dude. And I think Robert Williams, I'm, I'm really hoping that he has a breakout season and just stays healthy, stays locked in. Because the talent is there, the skills are there. Uh, he's got money, so he's, so he, he, he he's, and he's in a pay bracket, he's in a pay scale bracket now that is significantly greater than anything he's he was ever going to do before. And now it's just a matter of. Can I flip this and get Mo Cheddar? Because that's to me, that's – look, you only have a certain amount of time in the NBA as a player, and yeah. you need to stack as many chips as you can. Uh, I, I, I look at guys like Kevin Durant, who's got so many amazingly awesome outside-the-court things going on that, look, mm-hmm. if they told Kevin Durant tomorrow that, Kevin, you know what, you you need to walk away from the game, Kevin yeah. could be like, cool. Right. I'm, I'm still i'm still i'm, going, I'm still making money
0: financially he will be able right. to right <laughs> yeah he would be like cool i mean same with lebron same exactly. with Steph Curry. all of them they they racked it up off the court exactly
1: they exactly they're, they're, not, smart. They're, they're straight they're straight and and we we talked a little bit earlier about yudoka um and, and expectations in the last couple of years and we we've, we've seen it up close corny you know this uh people have been just clamoring at the bit that the Celtics team is a championship squad and they've had rosters that on paper were right in the conversation I mean to to think of that at one point they had Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um Marcus Smart, Smart, um you know they've had a lot
0: of variations of teams that should have been
1: Yeah, and for, you know, injuries, illnesses, inconsistent play, you name it, it happened to this team. Uh, And obviously most of those guys are gone now. And so the expectations aren't quite what they've been. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for you, Doka.
0: It's a good thing that the expectation isn't high, but the expectation isn't high nationally. Locally, Mm -hmm. it's still going to be high because people have that recent history of, knowing all of these rosters should have made it far. So in their head, even though Brad Stevens is no longer the coach, they still feel as though, at least from a fan perspective, it always seems as though they think that you should be building upon the momentum of last season. And when you look at the last few seasons, those teams should have been further along in the East than they were. So I think with Ime, the unfair part is when you look at the local conversation surrounding it and knowing that there is going to be this expectation set to do well. But I wanna give the Boston fans and media members a little bit of benefit of the doubt, thinking that they'd let him start fresh. But
1: you go ahead and you do that.
0: We see where that got Cam Newton, so
1: <laughs> you go ahead and do that. Uh, well, you mentioned Cam Newton. Now, now, Cam, you know, in their defense, Cam did not play particularly well. Absolutely. Uh, I agree he, with he, that. And I mean, I mean, if if we're being like, like brutally honest, Cam was kind of trash for no, I way more, in, way more than, than somebody who was like, uh, I mean, Cam was one of like, I think, four, uh, you know, black to quarterbacks to, to be mvp and he was by far when you look at the, mm-hmm. the others he was by far the worst uh he fe- his game fell off quickly i don't know if he will get another Absolutely. shot but um, my
0: point is the fact that they weren't even willing to give him that second season you're right yeah, that's what frustrated me that's i know it's a whole other podcast but
1: right i i i can tell you right now i had no problem with him cutting cam loose and 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 again i, I we that's a, for another podcast. We we we, we, we could talk about <laughs> that another time. Spin-off. But what what I wanted to hit you up on was the backcourt. Uh because okay. the Celtics got a lot of bodies in the backcourt. Yes. A lot. Um, how do you think that's gonna shake down? Because because to me, it looks from the outside looking in, it looks like kind of like musical chairs, which means somebody gonna... ain't gonna get a seat.
0: Well, we know Marcus with I mean if we're going we could just go based off of money tiers, then the oh, expectation wow. is for my mon- <laughs> That's how the league works, right? You, well, when you, said, money, when you, you there,
1: "Listen, Quani, there are money tears, and then there's money tears." And, and
0: when I when
1: I when I think of money tears, I think of Dennis Schroeder. Yes, whoever the hell trying his name to make is that to
0: be. money that he lost.
1: He ain't making that money I back. It. I know he's not. He ain't getting that back. That's you know that that's like <laughs> walking out your house, Ooh. losing your wallet that had like like eighty five dollars in it, and you get your wallet back and it's got five dollars in. It. You're not gonna get that eighty five dollars back. Somebody took that money and, he's and, are, and, are, and are having a good ass time at your expense. However, it breaks point. down. Somebody is getting that money in their pocket, in their bank account, routed to their bank on the 1st cool. and the 15th in the NBA. That should have been going to your German account, Dennis Schroeder. So you ain't getting that money back.
0: Because I bet you he spent the last few months talking to hopefully a therapist, <laughs> trying to unpack that and get over it in the first question or second question he's going to get. When he re when he has availability with Boston media is gonna be about that. I guarantee it because they love stuff like
1: that. Well they do, but it's 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 a valid question. Because, it
0: is. I understand why. Because it, it. It's
1: it's like to me, it's it's kind of like you know, yeah, I'm I'm going to the prom with like Halle Berry. And then you wind up showing at the prom with you know anti-Halle Berry or <laughs>
0: I'm glad you didn't just, say a name of anyone.
1: You just said anti. That was smart. I was yeah. So I, I, I knew what I was doing. Or or, or, or or I got I got another I got another one for you. Yeah. It's like recruiting a kid and his name is Ray Allen. Only you actually wind up getting Allen Ray. It's like I can't stand you. Oh my god. There's a big Alan difference Ray. between it. It's very similar, but it's not no. quite the same. Oh my god. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and i'm and i'm i am pulling for dennis Schroeder to have a great season i won't because to me it's it would be such a great story if he just balls out has an all-star season and and, and gets that like that that 85 90 million dollar deal mm-hmm. at some other team because i don't think the are gonna pay him that money i would love to see him have that 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 kind of fairy tale ending but yeah. let's be real the
0: possibilities are low
1: they're not good they're yeah. not good. I mean, he's going to need some things to break his way that none of us can see coming, in order for him to position himself to where he can confidently go out and get that money. Because even if he has a ball in our season mm-hmm. and he's feeling good, and everyone's talking about, oh yeah, he's one of the top free agents. He should be getting like four years, 200 million. You better believe he's going to be like, yo, nah, I ain't falling for that. Right. I'm not saying <laughs> nothing. I'm listen. When I get the nine figures, I'm gonna let y'all know. But I'm not. I'm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't look. I'm not going out like Charlie Brown and Lucy. I'm not, no, you yeah, know, I ain't I'm doing falling that. For that again. I ain't falling well, for that.
0: Well, to that point, we know that Marcus and Schroeder, I imagine they get a book of the time on the floor. So, where do you mm-hmm. think that lands Josh, Josh Richardson and Peyton? Bridgeton? Well, I How think Josh, like, the
1: lineup. Yeah, Josh Richardson, I think, has the ability to be kind of a, an, a you know, kind of a Swiss army knife type guy who can play yeah. someone play off the ball in certain lineups could probably play a little bit of three, depending on who the opponent has at that small forward spot. Mm-hmm. I think Peyton Pritchard is going to be the odd man out. Uh, and, and, and again, I think Peyton's a good player. I'm yeah. just looking at the guys ahead of him and I'm thinking they're bigger they're yeah. stronger, they're more experienced. And even though Pritchard, I, I, I think he's one of the better shooters among that group. In fact, yeah. he's probably the best shooter.
0: Yeah. This think, team yeah. does
1: not need that. They got guys who can make shots at other, at other spots. And so they need guys who can defend, can play make, and can just basically be solid overall all around players. And those mm-hmm. other three guys, I think are a little bit further down the road than, than, than Peyton is. I would not be surprised if we seen Peyton in, in, in Maine. A little bit this year and and that's no shame or shade at him it's just that i i think there's going to be stretches where he's just not going to play and they just sure. want to do something to keep him engaged keep them active send him up there for a couple of games bring him back just so that he can just really get some some reps uh and, and i feel bad for him because he's done so many of the things that you would want a young up-and-coming playmaker to do but you know to me if i'm peyton i'm blaming brad Cause Brad went out and got all these cats oh, in my position
0: be in front of me, right? Before like, it was just one person he was buying. Now yeah. he gotta.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, like damn, Brad. I mean, I thought we was like cool or something. I mean, and you, I mean, Marcus, okay, I get it. Yeah. Richardson, okay, okay, I get. It. But then you added Schruder too. what <laughs> Well, I, I mean, so, I, yeah, I think Pritchard's is going to be the odd man out, and and it's not, and uh, you know, some will take it as an indictment against him. When in fact, to me, it's just a numbers game. I just yeah. the, the guys ahead of him are better, and that's no shade at him because at some point, almost every player that we've just mentioned was behind somebody who was better mm-hmm. at them at that time that they eventually yeah. surpassed. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, you're playing in the best league in the world, and this is kind of what happens when you're playing with the best.
0: Yeah, and it'll be good for his development as well. If he can go to the the main Celtics and get some reps in there, and then maybe be called up whenever there's a game that he can actually play in that I think that'll be a good development year for him. And then hopefully yeah. the next season he'll be able to really get some reps in if, if not earlier.
1: Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I just don't see, you know, all those guys ahead of him coming back mm-hmm. next year. I uh, would not be surprised to see uh, Dennis on another team. It, w- it would make a lot yeah. of sense, especially if he's balling out the way I think he This
0: would. is his prove yourself year.
1: This is the get, get your money back here. This is, this is right. refund. Right. This is, you, you, you're trying to refund. You're trying to get that refund. You know, you need that stimulus check, bro. Right. You got oh to yeah. ball out. You uh, got to ball out. But th- there's, some, there's some other folks around the league obviously looking to ball out. The Celtics aren't the only ones that got training camp going on. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when I think about training camp throughout the league, there's some spicy training camps uh, that are going to be going on where there's oh. lots of drama. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, uh, and I'm, I'm going to give you four teams, and I, I want to yeah. know who are you, which one are you the most eager to see uh in training camp and see how that develops brooklyn nets lakers knicks or the sixers i pick one or two you can pick one or two you can pick two if you want
0: well my number one is definitely philly Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: i just want to see the meltdown that occurs i feel as though this ben simmons incident is the tip of the iceberg and I think more drama is going to go down as a result. I don't know what it's going to be, but it just feels as though they're already in the news way too early. So it already seems a little too messy for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't really see much coming out of the Knicks, to be honest, mm-hmm. I, like drama wise, at least. Brooklyn could be an interesting one to watch for sure. Is Kyrie going to be training? How you know? I'm definitely curious to see what he does as well, because he's always the storyline with Brooklyn. And then LA seems a little calm as of now. Like obviously, we're looking to see how that team works together. You got Melo in the mix now, but I think with LeBron James on your team, you don't really ever have to worry about too much chaos, unless everyone gets injured.
1: <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the Lakers because okay. they have the most. They, they have a lot Russell- going on they have a lot going on and there's yeah. no rhyme or reason how it's all going to fit together <laughs> because they have guys who have not they haven't just played well they've played hall of fame caliber well mm-hmm. at having the ball in their hands a lot of the time now you can't do that someone no some ones plural <laughs> not singular plural are going to have to be something that they have not been in their careers. And when you're asking cats who know they're gonna be in the Hall of Fame, who know that they can get buckets pretty much anytime they want to, now all of a sudden you need to be sharing because sharing is caring and caring about winning a championship. That's gonna be a tough pill to swallow. As 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 I um as, as you know, I, I talked to Carmelo Anthony about his new book and I asked him about that question specifically. I, I wrote about this for, for Ebony.com. And Carmelo gave me this great analogy about some 900 year old woman in the cook in the kitchen cooking and how that's kind of how they are. A bunch of old school cooks Mm -hmm. who are going to get in the kitchen and they're going to make this great meal. (laughs) But the thing is though, here's the thing about that, that, that analogy. Well, I understand what he's saying. I also know that when you are in a kitchen, there's the head chef there's the sous chef Ooh. there's 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 layers to this I thing where you
0: going to with this. there yeah. are
1: layers that when that made that great meal that you're talking about cooking up there were layers to that there were roles that were played that weren't necessarily the best that those individuals could do but that was the role they needed to play to make that great meal right. i don't know if you can tell russell westbrook that you need to let lebron handle the ball more because you need to play off the ball and if you're playing off the ball can are you team's really going to be scared of you shooting a rock and carmelo you are a one of the all-time great scorers in nba history how are you going to exactly help this team when the ball's not in your hands and, and if i'm lebron you know this to me is going to be the ultimate challenge for lebron james greatness because as much as people talk about that cleveland team that he got that chip you know back in the 16 2016 2017 i can't remember which year this when getting this team to the finish line and get a championship will be much tougher because the roles that he is going to have to convince guys to play is going to be such a departure from what they're used to that if he's able to do that and be successful with it and they can stay healthy enough, which, and again, that's a lot of ands for a team (laughs) that I I just don't think is going to do it. If he can do all that and they win a championship, this will be the greatest season that LeBron James has had in the NBA because there is no way that this team in 2022, which will be a championship, Should win the championship because of their age. Now if we're talking 2015, 2018. Yeah, yeah. I could absolutely see it. <laughs> but 2022, this is not this is not the crew for 2022. Um Ooh, so. I have a t-shirt look I got look I got bars a day there's
0: so wow. many bars I don't even know who you are anymore goodness gracious
1: but there, there, <laughs> there's some teams that we 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 haven't talked about that I, I I there's one team that I'm really interested to see what they do because they may be one of the most disrespected teams that I've seen in a while and that's the Milwaukee, Milwaukee? Bucks yeah. people <laughs> act like the Bucks are oh, yeah. busters they act as if this team, you know, just got knocked out in the first run. There's like little, little to no sizzle. They went out and won the damn chip. Yeah. Won the damn chip. And then half of the and damn and, and two of the key players on the team got on the plane the next day, headed out, and got a damn gold medal. Yeah. So that team gets zero respect when, when it truly matters. I'm curious to see how are they going to be able to utilize that going forward. Can they galvanize with that chip on the shoulder, which every team tries to play with a chip on the shoulder? And a lot of times, it's just a bunch of BS. But stuff right. Up. Right. Remember, you but, told me I
0: sucked. Nobody told you. Well, I remember right. you told me I sucked. Right. Okay.
1: I remember I told myself that you told me that <laughs> right. I sucked. That's what I remember. Milwaukee no, doesn't Milwaukee have to doesn't do, doesn't do that. Get any respect,
0: though, People have and told them that they think- sucked. I think it's like a small market thing, too. When you look at bigger networks, the bigger cities get attention. So I think that definitely played a role when it comes to media coverage of how people perceive Milwaukee. And then the way people talked about Giannis overall and he wasn't good at basketball. He's not, that's not how we play, blah, blah, blah. The NBA, there are ways in which it's very elitist, and I think the big market aspect is one of them. So Giannis never had a chance when it came to people Respecting him until he finally put a got a chip on his hand, but I mean, he he did what he had to. I I, it, I think you know if they become repeat champions or do something else next season, I don't think he needs to prove himself anymore. But obviously, it, he's one that definitely has a rightfully so a chip on his shoulder because yeah. people still don't even care that he won. <laughs> like
1: right, he's right.
0: Still reigning NBA champ right
1: now. Yeah, great player. We're still talk about I LeBron. Right. They are. Great <laughs> player. Got to see him a Championship. And if you want to find out more about him, check out my good friend Marin Fair's yes. bestseller on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Great I didn't book. get to it, right.
0: it yet because I'm reading Cicely Tyson's book. Another oh. book I'd highly recommend. Okay. It's her memoir on her life and it's so good. But she, Giannis is up next on the
1: to-do list. We're going to mess around. We gonna, we might mess around and get a book club, Kwani. We should. We might, we might have to do a book club. <laughs> I tell you, But, but I tell you who, who who will not be invited to my book club. Your girl Nicki Minaj.
0: Yeah, we
1: we have talk, we, we, talked NBA, we've talked NBA, and then we're going And one of the things I, I think we should try to do, the I'm Barb scared, do.
0: Not find this podcast because of the her fans. I'm scared of them, so we just <laughs> don't tag them.
1: Wow, in this podcast. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them because I'm here's not. The, here, here's the thing um yeah. I was I was in New Orleans this uh this past week uh just helping my, my daughter kind of get reacclimated after Hurricane Ida mm-hmm. and um we got into this conversation and I wanted to talk to you about it and I wanted yeah. to, you know folks chime in on it we yeah. got into a conversation about Nicki Minaj uh and whether she's the greatest female rapper of all time right and um I'll tell you Kwani, when I was first approached with that subject my immediate knee jerk reaction was hell to the no okay. hell to the no and then i started doing some homework and i couldn't understand why it's she's in the conversation in fact i could understand even why i wouldn't pick her i w- I don't think she is but i can understand why you would when you consider that she was the first female forget about rap first, first yeah. female period to have a hundred songs on the top 100 charts and only, and, and before she did it, there were only three other men who did it. Drake, mm-hmm. little Wayne, and some dude, and some dude that most of our listeners have probably never heard of named Elvis Presley, who was a big deal back in the day. Oh, yeah, he was okay. a okay. Sorry, big absolutely. deal back in the day before my day. He was a big deal. Yes. So that is some ridiculously elite company. And you start looking at just the number of bangers that she's had over the years. And, and to me, again, you can make that argument, but, she's not my pick because when i think about the goats the greatest of all times there's something about what they do that transforms that particular industry or that particular sport and transcends time and i look at some like when i talk about female rappers i think about mc light who first who first came on the scene as a 16 year old she was like the first female rap artist who was like actually making some money in this in the damn game mm-hmm. and so she is to me she's kind of the blueprint I, I look at her kind of the way um not quite i wouldn't say bill russell no i would say i, I would say more our, our good friend cooper uh who was the okay. first black player just someone who really set the, the the bar for how things were done going forward uh but nikki minaj i did not realize she's had she's had a nice career i know right. she's been making bank but she's Absolutely. like she's been in the game for a minute
0: I think she definitely makes a top 10 list when you're doing like all-time rappers but i i I understand your point i like the point you made about the blueprint like who is the person that basically paved the way for her to do what she's been able to do and you i think a lot of people underestimate the fact that social media has played a huge role in the way rappers move in our day and age so there are so many female rappers that came before her that made it possible for her to do like you, when you mentioned, I was like, Queen Latifah is one another one right. that comes to mind. Like yeah. she was, an you know, oh trailblazer in her own way as well lauren hill i think is considered a rapper she has like the rapper singer type she can sing so
1: damn good She just got to get to the show one time
0: right she just got (laughs) to get
1: to the damn show on time as someone someone who has paid money to see lauren hill perform and waited like the the thousands of other folks looking at our watch every half hour thinking like damn when's she gonna get here um but she's worth it though she's worth it now that's not true uh, yeah. She should be more punctual, but I get your point. I get your
0: yeah. Point. There's so many that yeah. There's a lot of great female rappers out there, but I'll give her, she deserves her credit. Like I think she's talented, and her market. The people around her clearly have known how to make her marketable up until right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> not going to get into the whole anti vaxxing and all that stuff because that that's wait, she has
0: her own. Now she has legal issues with her husband.
1: Yeah, from that she's that that yeah member. that incident back in I think it was uh 2000. 14 I believe uh yeah where yeah that that's yeah
0: the conspiracy theorists said that the reason why she decided to spread that misinformation or share her personal soliloquies was because she said- to sir uh, yeah the attention off of her legal issues her and her husband so I mean the timing is wild though because now a week after she goes viral for that the woman who accused her husband is now actually speaking up for the first time in public. So, her well, life is messy right now.
1: Yeah, sometimes it, when when you are so prominent in the spotlight, sometimes the best thing for you to do is just kind of keep your head down for a minute. Seriously, and just, just don't say anything and, and just just do what you do, uh, and just do what you do well, and kind of leave it at that. Uh, I mean, I mean, oh, think of I look at somebody like Chris Brown who has had his his issues, and what does Chris Brown do now? He makes music. Right. You don't hear a damn thing about Chris Brown yeah. anymore. You don't hear a damn thing he's about it. now. Now, now obviously, he's he's done some dirt, and he is oh, so bad now. too. He, you
0: know, he just kind of
1: changed his whole. He he's, he's changed the game up. He, yeah. he's, when you think about Chris Brown now, what do you think of music? That because yep. that's pretty much all he's doing, at least in a, from a public standpoint. Right. Um. Uh, but you know, Nikki gonna be Nikki. I I mean, you know, it is what it is, and we are who we are. Yeah. And uh, we and we do what we do. Uh, and speaking of what we do, Quanny, what you what are you doing? What do you got coming up? What do you got coming up with nbc Ted?
0: So the local lowdown Uh-oh. has officially been recorded, the first episode or segment, I guess. And basically, we're going around different neighborhoods of Boston. I think eventually it'll just be Massachusetts. And figuring out what people do that live there. So we started in Austin. And went to a few mm. shops and places in the area. And we interviewed people that worked, in, worked there. And that should be dropping next week on The Hub today. I'll probably post it on social afterwards. But okay. it basically tries to capture the essence of what Austin is. So okay. every time we shoot one, I'll put it out there. You guys can watch it. And eventually, I'll be calling out for people that are not masks that want me to go to your neighborhood. And you take us through and see what's going on as well. So I'll be looking for pitches on Twitter and Instagram if you guys are interested in showcasing your town
1: (laughs) okay okay Kwani, okay. well let's see what am I doing uh what am I not doing better question um (laughs) still still doing uh well there's a garden report uh I'll be doing some things for them uh in the the coming days uh, maybe even today I think um also stuff for Ebony I'm, I'm writing about uh just just quarterbacks in the NFL uh uh, the fact that for the second year in a row and the second time ever there were uh 10 quarterbacks that were black starting in week one which is unprecedented uh obviously so i uh, just written writing about that and and doing stuff with my new uh platform with uh facebook or dot fullcourtpress.bulletin.com uh just writing some content for there and, and there will be some um we're going to change it up in a minute. Once we get into training camp, there will be more, there'll be audio content. There'll be some podcasting content. Uh, in fact, uh, you just may very well find this podcast posted on there as well, as, as well as some other content. So there, so there, there's, there's that going on and obviously teaching at BU, which I love to do. Um, shout out to my students who tried to get that extension. Uh, I love y'all. I love y'all to death. I do. But no. um, I, I, I'm just going to leave it at there. I love y'all. That's all. i am gonna leave it right there. <laughs> right there. Oh my God, uh, I so that so that's so kind of where we, we oh you oh you'd be in trouble girl you would have <laughs> no hope you'd be mad at me um but uh no nah, this was it's, it's fun all this stuff is fun all that we're doing is fun and that that's the awesome part about just kind of being in the media and and, and stuff like that most of your days are fun um yeah. This is this is one of my, my more enjoyable parts of the week doing this. So uh and, and also and it's great to, to have a partner like you, Kwani, and also have a partner like betus.com. Yeah. Um, visit our good friends and exclusive partners and take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code BSJ for your sign up bonus. Betus.com. Here we go. Sounds
0: good. Also, well, our listeners should know that there is a possible event that might possibly happen soon. But you got to listen to the next podcast to find ooh,
1: out. I, I think I know what you're talking about. i have I a think meeting
0: I... for it right after this.
1: <laughs> oh, you okay. Be on the
0: meeting, so I'm going to invite you as well.
1: Oh, okay. Because um, I was going to. Because I was gonna, you know, gonna step back and, and and let let the grown folks do what the grown folks do. Sherrod's exci- always
0: trying to get our responsibilities. I'm kidding.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Child, don't let that child lie on you, Sharad. That's that's what the people in the choir saying. Don't let that right. lie on you <laughs> on your um, podcast. Exactly. Now there's there's some exciting things coming up, and and we'll we'll certainly be filling folks in on on those things in in the very near future. Um, for exciting things for Quani, exciting things for me, exciting things for all of us. So, that being said, thanks again for checking out the Kelly Olenek edition yeah. of the A List Podcast, number forty-one. Uh, this is Astra Blakely, Quani, A. Luna's. We are out. See ya.